from the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's The Black and Blue Report, starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and The Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. It's the weekend. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here in the studios on Airline Drive, and we hope you're ready. It's Black and Gold Friday for everybody around work, for everybody around school. They've got their Black and Gold T-shirts on right before the cold front comes in. So next week it may be those Black and Gold sweaters, but for right now, you're rocking the T-shirts. Thank you for wearing that black and gold. The Saints will be facing the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Kickoff is for 12 noon. If you cannot make it to the sold-out game, be sure to watch it on Fox, whatever affiliate you are, wherever you are in Louisiana, all over the world. Just make sure to put it on Fox because the Saints and Arizona Cardinals will be right there on that station. And right here on today's show, we have former Saint Heath Evans, always such a great guy. He is in the broadcast booth, and he will be there this Sunday on the call for the Saints-Cardinals game. It feels like the Evans show. We'll also have Tyreek Evans, the brand-new New Orleans Pelican. We'll talk to him about how excited he is for the upcoming season, uh, what he's done so far in a brand-new practice facility, and if he can give us some tips on what it's like to work with AD, Eric Gordon, and the rest of the team. J.D. will be in here. He's been verified on Twitter, so he's acting funny around the office today. John DeShazer will come in and talk some Saints football and some last-minute adjustments. Any updates, he's got them, so be sure to stay tuned for that. And Zach Street. He's the guy that, that is part of that O-line crew that protects Drew Brees. He talks about red zone, and he's also going to talk about the upcoming matchup versus the Arizona Cardinals. That and more coming up on the weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? that we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves. That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best. Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home. Actually, the most important thing to say is, your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds... We play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's Rob Nice here with you on this Friday. Now, my man Sean Kelly, he went right there across the street, so to speak, because uh, the new Pelicans facility is right next. It's inside a compound, but it's right next to the indoor Saints facility. So we sent Sean right across the street, and he got a chance to sit down with the newest Pelican, Tyreek Evans. He's talking about the upcoming season. Sean, take it away. All right, Rob, thank you very much. Tyreek Evans in studio B with us for the Black and Blue Report this week. Good to see you, sir, and uh, good to see you in Pelicans Blue there as you, you guys are really working out hard before the camp starts. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I think it's a great thing for us to, to come out here early and get to know each other. I mean, uh, I think we got a great, a good team, you know, a good group of young guys, and uh, that's one of the work. I think when I met you over the summer, everything was so new, the news of the situation, everything. Have you been able to settle in a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, getting better. Uh, just looking for a house and things now, but other than just uh, – Knowing the areas and, and getting around things like that has been better for me and uh, getting situated about New Orleans, but I'm very excited about it. I, I got the feeling when we talked over the summer, and I'll be at a brief conversation, that uh, a change of scenery, a fresh start, was really something that you really kind of needed at this point. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, throughout my career, I had a lot of changes, uh, whether it was coaches, um, you know, or new new players trying to rebuild in Sacramento. So uh, coming here, you know, with the – with the idea they have and with the team we have, I think, you know, it's a great fit for me. Um, a lot of good guys, you know, all like to just play basketball and try to win games. So I think, you know, it's a great opportunity for me to start here. All right, I've been talking to some of your teammates, and they all sprinkle in some things that they really like about the new practice facility. For you, what is it about going to work there now? Oh, man, it's just it's exciting. I mean, uh, the, the locker room is amazing. Um the floor, you know, the weight room is nice. And, uh, you know, they got the hot tub, the cold tub, and everything running. You know, it's everything you need. You know, at the practice, you, you, if you need to do something, you can do it right in the practice. So that's pretty good. We had Dell Demps on earlier in the week uh, on the program, and he talked about really because of, of the new faces and all the new pieces and everything else that if there was one really, like, a number one goal with regard to training camp, he thought it was for this team to gel. Right. Um, that seemed to – be interesting because the Pelicans or the Hornets before that have, have always had new faces, but with the firepower, I guess, of this new roster, that would make total sense at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, like he, I mean, he said it the best. I mean, uh, he he got a good team, you know, and uh, I think we can, you know, bond with each other and get to know each other. You know, we are good players, and uh, you know, we just got to get to know each other a little bit more. You know, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna you know start now into training camp. So. I think that if we just get going and working with each other, you know, as the season come along, we'll be a pretty good team. Two weeks away from camp, you uh, are you in shape? Are you in camp shape, I should say, at this point? Uh, definitely. I think I'm in camp shape. Uh, I mean, uh, it ain't easy. You know, it's, it's, it's hard work at the end of the day, but, you know, hard work pays off. So we out here running on the field, running up hills, you know. We, we feel like the Saints, you know, in the training camp. But, you know, we're working hard, you know, we're trying to uh, do whatever it takes to be a better team. Eric, Drew, 
Chief, Alfredo Camino, you know, Anthony, all those guys out now that you've played a little more with them, do you do you sense that this team's going to have an identity fairly quick or is it going to take time? Uh, I think it can be uh, quicker than we think. I mean, uh, just because, I mean, all the, all the new guys that we that we brung in uh, pretty much know the game and understand it. So I think it can be real quick, you know, you know, um, probably, you know, midway through the season we'll be, we'll be right where we need to be, you know, and be in that playoff hunt. You know, that's what we all want. We want to we wanna get to the playoffs and be a, be one of those top teams in the league, you know, and try to try to compete. So uh, that's what we're working on. I used to I used to want to always put guys into a, a little box and say, okay, so and so is a, a one and so and so is a two and well, he's the three. Look, I've seen I've seen all you guys play, not necessarily on the same team, but I've seen you all play over the last couple of years. I just love the fact that when I look at you, Eric, Drew, all three of you guys have experienced bringing the ball up. All three of you guys have the ability to go get your own shot. It, it's almost hard to put you guys in that traditional, well, you know, Tyreek's a two or he's a three or, or he's a one or, you know, maybe the only guy that you kind of almost say is just one thing, that's Drew Holiday as a point guard. But otherwise, it seems like everything else is pretty inter- interchangeable. Yeah, we got a lot of um, versatile guards on our team, you know, and that's what I think is going to be effective. It's going to help us and the bigs, you know, you know, especially the way we can create and all drive and get in the lane and, and get open shots for open guys, you know, like Ryan and – and uh, Eric and you know, other guys that's coming in the game, uh, I think it's going to be just uh, all fun and uh, you know, we all be happy about winning games. All right, some of your teammates you've played against, uh, some of them more than others. You know, have, has any of them, as far as you can tell, changed in the off season? It looks like, for example, it looks like Anthony's a little bigger, a little stronger. Yeah, he's definitely changed. Uh, you know, um, since you know watching his rookie year, you know, and his game changed too. You know, he's. He's knocking down the shot, the mid-range shot. Um, you know, he's he's getting the pick and roll better. He's he knowing how to read things better. And uh, it's just fun playing with him. A uh, big man like that that have all those tools is just, you know, it's hard to find. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Can't wait for camp to start. Yeah, I can't wait for the season to start. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can tell. I can tell. Tyreek Evans, everybody, right here on the Black and Blue Report. Rob, back to you. Thanks a lot, Sean. When we return, we'll talk with former Saints fullback and now full-time broadcaster Heath Evans when we come back to the Black and Blue Report. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. 
The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. And welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is the weekend edition. It's Rob Nice here in the studio. I had to push over a little bit, make room for this big guy right now. <laughs> Looks like he can uh, put on the pads and, and, and blow up the A-gap if we looks, need to. Looks can be deceiving, I promise you that. <laughs> Heath Evans joins the program. Welcome back, man. It's uh, it's good to be home. I wish this still was home. Hopefully uh, here in the near future it will be again. Now, I understand that, that you came here early this morning. The secretary said, Heath is around here just walking around. <laughs> it, were, were you tempted to put on the pads? And <laughs> No. Now, if it was like January 4th, I would have been begging Sean, listen, kick Jed Collins to the curb, and I've got, I've got about nine plays for you, Sean. But, uh, no, this time year I, I don't miss it right now it's like an uh, old nba player you got six fouls to give just put me in <laughs> <laughs> i'll knock them out put me back on the bench yeah, coach. and i'll make them six fouls count too <laughs> now you're in the broadcast booth now you'll be on the call uh, nfl will be on fox this sunday if you cannot make the sold out game at the mercedes-benz superdome how is that transitioning from the field to the broadcast booth well, the booth is similar because it's still about knowing the game. It's still about seeing the field and really kind of feeling your surroundings. You know, what's the quarterback looking at? You know, what's the running back doing? What did the offensive line do wrong? You know, what's the defensive coordinator thinking? So I think with the great coaches I was around, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Mike Holmgren, um, I, was, I think I was raised for this. A lot of smart coaches that taught their players really the game, not just, hey, learn your fullback role or your running back role. Let's learn the insides and outs of the game. And so um, that's been a fun transition. Now, uh, the analysis at NFL Network um, with Darren Sharper, listen, that's like a, a circus <laughs> sideshow when, when him and I are on air together. But, but we have fun. Now, what are you seeing now from the booth that you didn't see from the field? You know, um, I honestly probably see less from the booth than I saw from the field. I think, you know, you get these God-given attributes. And, and vision was one that I always kind of felt like, man – I'm I'm better than most, you know, seeing things, understanding the concepts, and then really being able to see, you know, the majority of the field. I think, you know, a lot of players see such a small portion. And uh, being around some of the great veterans, they really taught me how to not only study the game, uh, but really how to kind of apply the vision that I'm seeing. So sometimes from the, from the booth, you get locked in on, you know, you look at a quarterback like Drew Brees. It's so easy just to watch him where – in a normal game, when I'm playing behind him, I couldn't watch him. I'm thinking about, okay, I got to see the linebacker, I got to see the safety. You know, what's my wide receiver doing? And then, you know, what's what's Jari Evans doing in front of me? And then, how does Zach Street? And so, all these things are kind of coming into play. Where sometimes 
I'm like a fan in the booth. I get kind of caught up watching, you know, Larry Fitzgerald or Drew Brees or Marcus Colston. This is true. Now, what were your thoughts on that final drive versus Tampa? When when you, you've been there before, <laughs> you've been in the trenches to where you know that you have the right guy uh, yeah. under center to, to do this, but to see it actually done and so methodical and, right. and seems so smooth. What were your thoughts about it? Well, I mean, pre-drive, that's what you expect. You never know how it's going to unfold. And you know, as soon as I saw Marcus Colston this morning, I said – it's not like I was surprised, but it still wows me when I see that connection. You know, um, the perfect throw, you know, the way Drew, you know, baits a safety just to move a couple feet just so he can squeeze a ball in a window that maybe only Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Brady. I mean, you know, the, the Peyton Manning can't shoot it like that anymore. I mean, he's one of three quarterbacks in this business that can get it done that way with accuracy every time. And I, I – um, the end result doesn't surprise me at all, but again, you kind of get caught up watching the spectacular play of of Drew and Marcus and Jimmy Graham and the protection up front. It was uh, it was fun to watch. Now you're going to get a chance to call this game with the Saints and the Cardinals this Sunday. What are your thoughts on this matchup going up? The Cardinals one and one. The Saints are undefeated so far. You know what I I like the you know the the Rob Ryan Bruce Arians matchup. You know we know Bruce Arians from Pittsburgh days. We know him last year in Indianapolis. I mean the reigning NFL coach of the year. We know just the I mean the amazing job he did in Indy getting so many young players to step up and that's really kind of the trend he started now in Arizona. Not just on the offensive side of the ball but in special teams and his defense. But I think this matchup we we've come to expect a certain level of play out of Drew in the Dome, and I think we'll see that. And this this Arizona defense is um, last year under Ray Horton. Um, now, you know, Todd Bowles, I think – I don't want to say they've picked up where they've left off because there are some different, you know, I think molds to this defense, but it's still a very good defense. But I think this is the offensive matchup of the Cardinals versus the defense of Rob Ryan. So I'm excited to see how this one breaks down. And we're excited that you stopped by the Black and Blue Report. We'll get you out of here on this question. With, with the, the game last night with Thursday Night Football, we, oh. we saw the Eagles and Chip Kelly. We saw the the bad side of, of that offense when it's not in sync and when the quarterback is is having a, an off night right. to where it, it's fast-paced, it's college-style, but it doesn't always work in the NFL. And and just let me push over before I say this, it doesn't always <laughs> include the fullback. What do you think about this evolving uh, pistol-style offense, the read option, and, and how long it will last and how effective it will be in the NFL? Well, I think – when your quarterback is your most valuable player on the team, which he is for most franchises, you never want him getting hit a lot. And I, we're never going to get away. I mean, and I mean never. We're never going to get away from the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning. The Aaron Rodgers is probably what you want. You want the quarterback that is 6'3", 230, that can run, that can escape the pocket and, you know, pick up that, that really that opportunistic 12, 13 yards here and there. Um, but I think you saw last night, yeah, we can talk about turnovers and, and, and the poor throwing of Michael Vick and a couple windows that he should have hit and or reads that he shouldn't have made. Um, but truth be told, you know, Kansas City was the first good defense they had played. Um, and so we can point the finger at turn turnovers, but you still look at really the job that was done by Kansas City. Um, and listen, you can win 10, 11 games a year playing offense like that, but I don't think you're ever going to win a championship in that style of offense. I'll so say that. you're saying keep the fullback. That's what you're well, saying. Well, I mean, well, James Casey there in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, I, he's, 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 I was probably closer to James Casey, that type fullback, the H back type, than say Vonta Leach in, in Baltimore. But, um, you know, 
they're very run heavy, and that's what I care about. I mean, it's hard to find fullbacks that can play on special teams, that can run and catch, do your pass protection stuff. They're just, you know, everyone, those guys move the linebacker now. Heath Evans, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for stopping by the Black and Blue Report. Good luck with the call this Sunday. Once again, it all happens 12 noon on Fox, and if you cannot make the sold-out game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, you're going to miss a lot of crowd noise, and, mm-hmm. and maybe Heath jumping up and down in the broadcast booth. In <laughs> silence, more <laughs> with the Black right. and Blue Report happens up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you... Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. The Black and Blue Report continues now with me, Rob Nice, producer Dan is here in the studio. It's the weekend. We are excited. Two days away from kickoff as the Saints prepare to face the Arizona Cardinals. It's time to talk to one of the guys that protect Drew Brees, Zach Streif, on the O-line. Now listen, two games into the season, uh, one for seven in the red zone. Is it something differently that the, the, the team and the offense has to do schematically, or is it all about execution? I mean, I, <clears throat> no, we're not changing our schemes and our – Look, you go 0-4 in the red zone, you're not going to score very many points. It's pretty simple. You know, it's, you can't go 0-4 in the red zone. You get two field goals and two touchdowns, and there's an additional 20 points on the board, and, it's, you know, it's not an issue anymore. So I think if anything you focus, we, we get that red zone straightened out. Um, you know, and obviously it's not good enough. You can't have uh, goal line stands. You can't, you know, you can't uh, – give up sacks in the red zone. You can't have penalties in the red zone. We've done all that stuff up to this point. So that's the big focus right now is, is uh, getting the red zone straightened out, and I think uh, you know the points will come with that. 
looking at the defense from Arizona for the past two games, uh, it looks like they attack more from the cornerback and from the safety position when it comes to blitzing. Uh, any, anything that's being done in preparations for somebody like a, a Patrick Peterson or Tyron Matthew? You know, the, one of the good things about having Drew back there is uh, he turns protections to where it's coming. You know, he's very good at identifying the pressures, getting us on those guys. You don't necessarily block differently. It changes our protection schemes in that sometimes now the guy that he's identifying as the mic or, or the guy to set the protection is a is a safety or, a, you know, our nickel guy. Um, so it might sound a little bit different, but the actual protection itself doesn't really change. And, um, you know, the big thing with that is, is getting the right identifications, and, and then it's just a, you know, one-on-one technique battle to make sure that uh, you can give him enough time. Now, Zach, week one, it goes down to the final play. Now, this is on the defensive end, but th- this was a dogfight. Week two, it goes down to a last-minute field goal and, and a comeback drive uh, produced by your offense. The, what did this say about the team that you don't necessarily have to score 30 or 40-plus points per week and can still win? Um, I, I think you have to be able to do both. I think in, in order to win in this league, there's going to be games. Coach talks a lot about there's going to be games where, you know, hey, we got to score 49 because they're going to score 48, and there's going to be weeks like the last couple of weeks where the defense is going to make some big plays and, and, and win games for us. And, uh, you know, that's dependent on so many different things. I mean, how many times have you seen the, hey, this is going to be a shootout, and then the score is 9 to, thir- nine to 6. You know what I mean? That's just very common. So, um, you know, I think that the team has to be versatile. Um, obviously, again, we get that red zone straightened out, um, and we put points on the board when we should. And uh, I think that the, the, you know, the scoring will come with that. Zach, you have this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals and then next week, Monday night football against the Miami Dolphins before the team heads on a road for a couple of weeks and then a bye week. What does it mean to have that crowd at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome as loud as it was in Atlanta and as loud as it's going to be this week? It's a huge – I mean, playing in the Dome when, when our fans are, are into it. And, and, again, we our fans are into it when we give them a reason to be. You know, and, and that's on us. I mean – you can't ex- expect people to, to sit through a season like they did last year and have the same energy. Um, so, you know, coming coming back home again, 2-0, uh, another big home game. You know, we got to win in the Dome. We got to protect that. Um, and, uh, you know, we draw a lot of, a lot of energy out of our crowd, and um, it's just a, it's a special place to play. Thanks a lot, Zach, and good luck this Sunday at the Dome. Coming up, we'll wrap up the Black and Blue Report with John DeShazer up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer in St. Louis, Missouri. 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. And we are back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. Today is the day where... You know, the lunches, they, they taste a little bit better. And, and your clothes, they look a little bit better because it's normally black and gold Fridays around everybody's office. I know when we go to any cafeteria, everybody's got their black and gold on, Well, especially here. But pleased to be joined by another man that's wearing black and gold, John DeShazer. He is verified on Twitter. <laughs> Welcome I'm to justified. I don't know about verified. I'm whatever, whatever fired I am, that's what I am. Well, justified is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> justified. Oh, I could, I because I thought that was the FX series. You yeah, know, no, 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 like. no, 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 no need to bring sexy watch, back, man. You don't watch Justified on FX? I no, love no. that show. No, no, the Hillbillies. Mm-mm. Oh man, Mm-mm. that's a great show. You gotta, you gotta expand your horizons, Rob. The only thing that was justified was was my grades. Because of, uh, in in high school in oh, science, I thought they called that cheatified, but you know, no, no, no. I got I got, I got bad. I got justified D's because I didn't do a lot of the homework because I, I was mainly stuck in music and sports. But we are here on this Friday, JD. The talk all week has been about red zone. Well, I mean that's the main area where the Saints want and need to clean up. Uh, they've been able to get away with it. Uh, for a couple of games, one for seven in the red zone, one for three against Atlanta, 0 for four against Tampa Bay. But Drew Brees, no less, said that it's something that can come back to bite a team, and it does. I mean, you got to take advantage of scoring opportunities, and and this isn't something we're accustomed to seeing with the Saints. I mean, last season alone, they were 39 for 57 from the red zone, about 68 percent, I think. And so, you know, for them to be one for seven is something that's quite foreign to us. So, and it's something that we pretty much feel like they're going to rectify because they've been so successful in the red zone. So, I guess it's just a matter of time of getting on a roll. But until you do it, you hadn't done it, you know. But you know, again, we we expect them to clean that up because it's always been pretty clean. And just to be clear, when you walk away uh, with with nothing from the from the red zone, that's what they're talking. To, that's what they're talking about. Going one for seven. That means only one time they walked away with a touchdown or a field goal within the 20-yard line. Exactly, and those are points on the board. So when these guys talk about leaving points on the field, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about getting nothing out of those situations. And those can, you know, generally – come back to haunt you especially when you do it that often in a football game and that's you know the main reason Tampa was in position to win that game because the Saints were 0 for 4 in the red zone had they cashed in on three of those with just field goals you know all of a sudden it's a whole different look but because they didn't cash in on them and, and Tampa was able to score a defensive touchdown all of a sudden you know you go by you go down to the skin of your teeth at the end of the game and that's not a situation the team wants to be in now is that character building of course it helps to know that you cannot play well and you cannot produce in the red zone 
and still be able to pull out a victory. But still, you know, as as Roman Harper said, or I think it was Malcolm Jenkins, hey, we, we'd like to beat them 50 to nothing and, and, and just peel back and go after the quarterback as opposed to, to having tight games. But, you know, these are character building because now you know you can do it if the need arises later in the season. And like you said, this is uncharacteristic for the Saints as of the past uh, almost decade. Because growing up as a New Orleanian, if you walk away 2-0, and no matter how you got it, we're ecstatic, we're elated. Well, and, and a lot of that, you know, you do become spoiled or, you know, if as New Orleanians might say it, you know, spurled, you know, you do become a little <laughs> accustomed, <laughs> you know, to, to getting spoiled by a team that's producing the way the Saints have produced. You expect Drew Brees to throw for 300 yards every week and three touchdowns. You expect this offense to put up 400, 450 yards. And when they don't, you know, you expect them to score 35, 40. And when they don't, it becomes a surprise and it's a little bit shocking to the system because we've seen so much production out of this offense. Well, on the defensive end, you have Larry Fitzgerald. Of course, that's the first name I always think of. But you have Carson Palmer. He is not a bad quarterback. He had he had a chance to uh, have some good receivers around him with Chad Johnson uh, in, in Cincinnati. Not a good uh, showing in Oakland. But now he has a chance to kind of revamp his career. He's in his prime, and it just sets him up to have a great season, but just not a great game against us. But him going up against uh, the Saints defense, who's had some success, not only with, with, with corners being able to uh, have some success with one-on-ones, but you're going to have that with Larry Fitzgerald. How do you see this game playing out on the defensive end for the Saints? Well, I mean, a couple of things. One, um, you know the Saints are going to bring some heat because that's what Rob Ryan does. They play fantastic defense the first two weeks. Uh, so, you know, they've kind of established the pattern. We, You know, I guess until you really do it for four or five weeks, you really don't know how good a pattern it is. But one thing with Carson Palmer we know. We know he's fairly immobile. We know where he's going to be. So when the Saints decide, when they decide to pass, when Arizona decides to pass, the Saints know where he's going to be in the pocket. He's going to be in the pocket. He ain't going to be scrambling around, buying time. And if he is scrambling around, you certainly have him at a disadvantage. So they're probably going to bring some heat at him and see what they can do with him. Larry Fitzgerald is the established receiver there. But they've been searching for a, a, a number two punch ever since, uh, you know, they let Anquan Bolden walk. So. They still don't have an established number two guy. And if Patrick Peterson is going to have to be your number three guy or four guy or whatever it is, you know, to bring a cornerback over to play offense, well, to me, that takes away a little bit of what he's going to be doing defensively. You don't want to implement him too heavily into the game plan. So, you know, it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald-centric on offense if, if Carson Palmer is going to be throwing. And I think the other guys probably should be fairly manageable. And moving on to the other side of the ball on offense, uh, Tyron Matthew has kind of been used as the robber, as as the blitzer, just he's all over the place. He, he does what he do. <laughs> he does what he does, man. He that's what he was at LSU. I mean, he's a a smallish guy, you know, five nine and one eighty five. They list him, and I'd be shocked if he's a you know he's a soaking wet one seventy. But he knows how to get to the football. He knows how to jar the football loose. He knows how to intercept passes. He's not especially fast. He's not especially you know athletic, but he is a fearless physical kid who you know even in that smallish frame just has a knack for getting to the football and you see he uh you live and you learn and and you go big and sometimes you, you learn a big lesson and he went for the interception against calvin johnson and there was nobody in the backfield uh, there was nobody to stop him once he did catch the ball and he went for the interception and missed it so i mean he's taking chances early on rookie mistakes but we're not just talking about him because he's from LSU. We're talking about him because he's made a difference in two games this season. Yeah, he's a playmaker, but, you know, that Calvin Johnson play is probably the epitome of him. He's feast or famine. You know, he ended up making a game-saving tackle. Um, the week before, we saw him chase, uh, chase down a tight end at the goal line and basically punch the ball out before the guy scored. 
you know, and Arizona ends up getting possession of that football. That's what he is. He's feast or famine. He's not a great cover guy, so he's going to gamble some. So you can take advantage of him in coverage if you can get him in single coverage because, again, he doesn't rely on great physical skills. He relies on great instinct, and sometimes that instinct can can come back and bite him. There's some sort of scenario and mathematic equation that's going to pin him up one play. I do believe at some point during the game that's going to put him up one-on-one against Jimmy Graham, and I, I just would like to see that matchup and see what happens. Well, I mean, but again, he's the kind of kid who, you know, <laughs> You can go after him, and you might get him a few times, but you know I don't know if you necessarily want to make a living because he's just one of those guys. But, yeah, if he's, if he's against Jimmy Graham or somehow or another he gets matched up against Colston, yeah, I like the Saints' chances on that one every day of the week. Just throw it high, let him go up and get it. Or sometimes you'll just beat him flat out. I mean, in the um, national championship game against Alabama, those receivers were unfortunately beating him off the line of scrimmage, and he wasn't doing the best job of covering. So, you know, the Saints have some guys who are capable of doing that same thing. Love them at LSU. Wish them the best NFL career. But just this Sunday, you got to get them. John, we can't talk no more, man. It's a wrap of the Black and Blue Report. For this Sunday, we got two more. We got this game, and then we have uh, the Monday night game against Miami. And then the team is on the road for a couple weeks, the bye week. So this is the last couple times you're going to get to see the Black and Gold in person in New Orleans uh, for the next few weeks or so. Ladies, I've been talking about this all week. Why did they need to bring the big bags? Last week or the first week in Atlanta, they left – uh, about 40 or 50 big purses outside because they didn't listen and didn't heed the advice of everybody on the news. They didn't have a designer clear bag, and now they were stuck with leaving their bags outside. Well, see, now see now, I logged that under, under the category of good girlfriends and wives because, you know, they bring those big bags maybe to smuggle in a little something-something for the guys. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't fault them for that. But, yeah, uh, ladies, it, it, they're pretty strict about it. So you can bring it if you want to. And, but uh, you, you, you're certainly not going to bring it in, and you don't know what kind of shape it's going to be in once you get back to it. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to go birthday shopping, just hang outside of Mercedes-Benz Superdome. There you go. <laughs> Five minutes after kickoff, there'll be a bunch of them out there. All right, J.D., we'll see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It's going to be cold in there, but it's going to be hot once the fans get in there and make some noise, one of the loudest places to play in all of sports, most certainly in the NFL. That's going to do it for the Black and Blue Report. Be sure to check John DeShazer on Twitter. Uh, what's the verified address, sir? At John DeShazer, and it's justified, not verified. It's justified. He's well, got. I don't see. I don't understand the purpose <laughs> of the verification. I got no idea. It doesn't mean anything to me. Now, maybe you know that that is a telltale sign of no. you know. I don't know much about the Twitterverse. Yeah. So maybe I should no. study up some because you know I, I think I've, I keep hearing this is a big deal. You know, it's like me and like well, the celebrities rock and, get verified. Okay. So that means that nobody can come up and and make a fake. John DeShazer Twitter because you're already verified. Well, I'm just saying if if a if a dude or lady decided to do that, Probably that be would be a pretty pretty sad individual. Yeah. That's all I can say. I mean, yeah. anybody who's trying to mimic me, outside of my son, who better be trying yeah. to mimic me. But other than that, anybody other than that would you know, I would just question who that person's sanity probably. Well, he that that's because you always have the inside scoop. Be sure to check him out on Twitter. Uh, producer Dan Hill will be in the studio tomorrow for the best of the Black and Blue Report. We'll see you Monday on NewOrleansSaints.com for the uh, morning report and the afternoon wrap. And J.D., he's going to be behind the camera talking to Coach this Sunday before kickoff. It all happens on NewOrleansSaints.com. Thank you for logging on to Pelicans.com and for downloading the podcast. Have a great weekend. It's the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. 
Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.